If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. and welcome to tonight's edition of The Probe. We give you a gift that will help protect your savings, earnings, and the Bank of Ghana's banks, specialized deposit-taking institutions, that's the SDIs, and payment service providers, PSP's fraud report for the year 2022 is in focus tonight. And it revealed that there were 15,000 fraud cases with a total loss value of 83 million CDs. So as um, the report is out, uh, the fraud cases were recorded in 2022 and 15,160 and this is the pie chart of it. The banks and SDIs had 20% of the chunk, and then PSP sector has 80% of it. We go on uh, to the next stage, and the banks, SDIs, fraud report number of cases for 2021. This is how it looked like. We had 2,346. Then in 2022, we had 2,998. So it's a 27.74% increase in the number of cases between 2021 and 2022. This is how it looks like when it comes to the fraud. And then also when we talk about there's a decrease in total value loss. So for 2021, we lost 61 million CDs from these fraud. And then 2022, we had 50, 56 million CDs. That's where we are. So it means that there's a 7.88% decrease in value or total value that's been lost. At least we've been able to make some gains from this. And I'm sure it's because of some of the measures that have been put in place. We'll be taking a look at it tonight. And then Forgery and manipulation of documents, these are the kinds of fraud, the major five drivers of fraud typologies that they call it in that report. Forgery and manipulation of documents, 33 million CDs. Fraudulent withdrawals, 7 million CDs. Then we go on to check fraud, 5 million CDs. Cyber and email fraud, we had 4.3 million CDs. Then cash theft, which is the cash suppression, as the bankers call it, we had 3.9 million CDs. That's how it looks like. Then we go on. When it comes to the number of mobile money fraud itself, this is where uh, the issues are mainly. In 2021, it was 12,350 cases. Then in 2022, we have 12,166 there's just a 1% decrease in the number of cases when it comes to mobile money fraud. Then we go on to the value of mobile money fraud in terms of quantifying how much we lost. In 2022, 2021, it was 14.2 million CDs. Then in 2022, we had 27 million Ghana CDs. There's a 47% decrease or increase rather in the value of mobile money fraud. So these are the figures when it comes to uh, the values. So the total e-money-related loss recorded by PSPs in 2022 amounted to approximately 26 million CDs, a high jump of 103% 
from 12.8 million in the previous year, talking about 2021, and this is 2022. Then for the year, the percentages, I'm sure we've worked it out for you, and 2021 is 53.46%. Then in 2022, we had 47.84%. That's where we are in terms of the percentages. And there have been initiatives by the Bank of Ghana to address this fraud. And these are some of the things that we'll be getting into. Amongst others, we know that the Bank of Ghana plans to increase awareness and education through sensitization programs on TV and radio like we're about to do this evening. And then the Bank of Ghana will continue to collaborate with law enforcement agencies, where are we exactly? How many arrests have been made beyond just the publication of the report? Where exactly? What are the actions that have been taken? We'll get into it. And then also the banks must immediately inform the Bank of Ghana and the Ghana Association of Banks about fraud cases in their institutions to warn others and prevent recurrence. So these are some of the things, uh, the measures that have been put in place by the Bank of Ghana when it comes to the banking fraud and the mobile money fraud as well. So these are some of the things um, that we'll be discussing, They're giving you an idea of how we're giving you that gift of protecting your bank accounts, your savings, your earnings, also on the mobile money uh, services. That's the service uh, providers. We'll be taking a look at all that this evening. And the Bank of Ghana uh, will be here with me. We also have the Ghana Association of Banks. And Mr. Wise, the chief executive, he's here with me. I also have Dr. Joseph Franz, who is the head stability department of the Bank of Ghana. They are my guests tonight here on The Probe. Do well to join us with your thoughts and comments. you have any experiences when it comes to mobile money fraud or banking fraud? Were there any specific actions that were taken? Were you satisfied with how this matter was treated? Please do well to send me your messages. Is via WhatsApp also on our social media platforms with the hashtag The Probe. We are live on the Joy News channel. We are also on Joy 99.7 FM together with a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on myjoyonline.com and our social media platforms. On DSTV is 421 Go TV 125. Please stay with us. When we return from the quick break, we'll get to hear he calls himself a repented scammer. But before then, we'll get to hear a victim as well. Please stay with us. is one of the most deadliest diseases in this part of the world. So, whenever you're feeling cold, feverish, nausea, or fatigue, get tested. If it is malaria, do not worry. I have good news for you. Malaria. A quality product from Blaze GVS Pharma. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to share this because uh, there is some investigation still going on. Um, I was in the Volta region in Ho specifically on uh, related work assignment. And um, I was sent 5,000 Ghana CDs, 
um, via Momo uh, to withdraw and make some payments. I went with the team uh, to pay the hotel bills and, and other things of the bills. So we went to this vendor in town who said, unfortunately, he couldn't, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, give me the full amount, but he could do 3500 So I accepted, and so I had to do the allow cash out, and um, I managed to get 3500 see this cash from him. And so I even asked the driver who was sitting beside me to count the amount, and it was right and accurate. So we left and came back to the hotel. And then in the evening, I had a message um, purported to have come from MTN, and it said, Transfigure, uh, your phone has been placed on something, something, you know, um, dear MTN customer, uh, and that um, your vendor will assist you to revert it back so you can make transactions or something. And so I kind of, I get these messages from time to time, so I just ignored it. And I thought, um, well, it could be one of these um, fraudsters. That was my initial thinking. But the following morning, I was having breakfast in the, in the hotel, and then a call comes through, and this gentleman starts speaking uh, to me. And I said, unfortunately, I don't speak our. And so he's, he apologizes and switches to English. And, you know, instantly I was like, oh, is he somebody who knows I'm in the hotel? Because the number was anonymous. Um, is he a fraudster? And then he said, oh, um, are you blah, blah, blah? I said, yes, I am. And he said that um, he... Uh, did I receive any message from MTN the previous evening? And I said, yes, I did. And he said, um, do you mind, um, uh, you know, confirming if you are so-so-and-so? I said, yes, I am. And then he said, well, are you the one who transacted um, an amount of 3500 from my shop yesterday? And I said, oh, are you the vendor? He said, yes. I said, yeah. And then he said, did the message say that your vendor will assist you to, you know, revert to whatever? And I said, oh, yes, I remember that. And he said, yeah, that's why he's following up. He's calling so he could assist me to do that before he leaves to the office. That was around 8.30, yeah, thereabout. And I said, oh, okay. But are you sure this is not some 419? He said, oh, no, 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 no. I, you know, I can't do that. I, I mean, you know my shop. So why would I call you to do that? You know, uh, at least you know where I am. And then I said, oh, okay. And then he took me through some processes. You know, I kind of, he took me by surprise because I think I'm always very smart. But because he had confirmed that uh, I, I transacted business in his shop the previous day and, you know, he is the vendor and did I receive any message like this? My, I switched from my suspicions. your blogger, your player, in your office. I know just a blogger near one that you want to say. Blogger and you want to say, your account has been blocked. Okay. Due to fake transaction into your account. Okay. Into when you read this message in the paper, and I pay and so on, I'll send you a message say, you have received an amount of this, this, this into your account, blah, blah, blah. Into your own say, you want to, and I'm officing in, officing in, or no, 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 Someone who has a obvious no message so mobile money account and has been blocked. That now who say and Crawford Eshasie na obuwa empty office bikra no abuwa honum and new amu end transaction on phone no and yes when you subet to normal you see Kenya yeah trust okay and we make as in every day na you have free nipana na bumi say scale nipana account to mu like um your gang your dosum 
Inti yewo microphone bi wo ha. Ya mo muska so mo nko ye merchant e wo kwa ho. Okay. Inti ono no obi aba no na ka se me ye deposit me number ni 02666 me deposit 500 CDs on my account ma. O number one ho sika no so o deposit ni wo ni ho. Inti ja se unya ye wie na wo kope obetwa no de ascend ye. And o pon wa no de book ni nyina your table ho sin yetiti ho. Well, so you have there the voice of a, a repentant scammer for he's telling you about how they operate. He talks about they have bloggers, they have um, payers, amongst others. They call you, and once you get that message, it means that um, they are going to be able to retrieve. He even goes on to tell us about some CCTV um, cameras that are installed at some of the points that you go uh, to withdraw monies, and they check and then see your code, amongst others, and then uh, they can withdraw directly uh, from your account. And that's why this show has been designed this evening just for you. It's a gift that we are giving you on Father's Day. Welcome. Uh, Mr. Wise, the CEO of the Ghana Banks Association of Banks, and then also Dr. Joseph Francis, Head Stability Department of the Bank of Ghana. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for spending your Father's Day evening with us. Uh, maybe I will go around and find out how you observe the day, where you celebrate it as you ought to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not like we do for Mother's Day. Oh. Like, <laughs> but, but, but it's good. Um, um, and here I would like to thank my wife for... Fantastic lunch that you you hosted together some some friends. Okay. So uh, we had um, a good afternoon um, on this day. Good for you, Doctor Fan. Well, um, this this year has been hyped a little, so at least. So, <laughs> so, um, so at least we've done well yes, this year. Yes. At least so we've honoured the men. Yes. Well, but um, this uh, is a gift that we're hoping to give to our audience. I've seen a number of questions that uh, people have sent in about this. I've seen the report also. Maybe I will start with you, Dr. Franz. Is this an issue that you would say that the Bank of Ghana has this hands-on, at least, is a matter that we are closing in? Because we've seen the trends. It looks like it keeps changing every year. We hear different tactics that are employed amongst others. Maybe during this report, what did you hear that surprised you the most? Well, let me, let me start by saying that the Bank of Ghana, sitting at the apex, Mm-hmm. Um, looks at this as just a small aspect of the whole cyber, uh, digital, online ecosystem. So what we do is not to just speak Momo and uh, uh, Momo fraud. and We look at the holistic picture. Um, the world has moved digital. So what we've done is to look at it from the cyber security space by putting in the cyber directives or uh, directives to, to, to the banks and mm-hmm. the system for them to come out with a governance structure of how they look at the whole cyber um, issues, what governance um, things they will put in place, and also to add banks and to get the banks to put in what we call incident collecting and uh, uh, cyber socks, cyber uh, operating centers at the various banks, mm-hmm. and they fix into what we call the FISOC, which we recently outdoored that the Financial Industry Command Cyber Operating Network, where the, all these incidents are put in place, which are evaluated and disseminated back to the bank. All these are meant to ensure that the uh, incidents um, are reduced, the awareness is created, where the wink lists are, we are able to get them. Now, aside of this, what we embark on is massive sensitization. And we've drilled down the sensitization to the local levels, where we've been speaking, local Dallas and so on. So we've gone mm-hmm. to the hamlets of um, um, this country, the length and breadth of this country, society groups, the markets, the churches, all the security agencies who are partners in this. We've um, um, educated them. You'd be surprised to know that uh, there are a lot of uh, people who are supposedly literates but they do nothing, next to nothing about uh, um, cyber and uh, digital and online and fraud and all that. So 
they trust everybody and they pick everything. Mm -hmm. And um, it's also important to also know that the very people that we trust so much uh, are the people who take advantage of us. Mm -hmm. The aged and the people a little advanced in age who are not uh, um, electronically savvy uh, will want the niche. The, the, the system is going ahead of them. So they want to buy something. They want to buy something online. They want to pay bills and all that. And they have to use Momo. They have to use other online platforms. And so it means that this cuts across. It's not just um, illiterates that fall prey to this. But it's in, I'm happy that uh, Mr. Iwai is also in the studios with us because the point where I come to the bank, that's supposed to be the safest haven for most of us. You're asking us to save with you. Then we can understand if when it comes to mobile money, yeah, we can be defrauded. Yeah, because they have other tactics. But when it comes to the bank, really... What explanation can you give us as to why we have alerts and all that, in spite of all that, there's still fraud in the banking sector? Yeah, um, thank, thank you very much. Um, for the banks, uh, we, we look at the statistics, and um, just like you and perhaps your viewers and listeners, uh, we also are worried about the, the trends and the, the volume of incidents that we are reporting. Even if we recorded two fraud incidents. As community of banks, we'll still be worried. Okay. Because one fraud is one too many. Um, as, as, as an industry, we have to build trust and confidence in the financial system. And so um, where we have um, areas where people can exploit others and uh, to their disadvantage and advantage of these fraudsters mm-hmm. um, is a matter of concern as, uh, to the banking industry. We've done a lot to help bring down the fraud incidents. Unfortunately, um, we've, okay, we've, we've, uh, there are fortunate incidents and there are unfortunate incidents. Mm-hmm. The fortunate one is you see that the trend in some areas have improved. Okay. Unfortunately, in other areas like the um, cyber fraud, we've um, seen some um, significant growth in that area. And uh, that is where, um, like what, the France has just mentioned, we need to work very closely with mm. our customers. It's not about just banking. It's about understanding um, uh, the responsibility of the bank and also the responsibility of the customer. And in a lot of these fraud incidents, you, have, you know, once you drill down deeper into understanding how the fraud occurred, you find areas where there is a compromise or there's a negligence in one way or the other. There are times that you can lay the, the blame on the doorstep of the bank. And a lot of these incidents, you find that um, people that we trust as customers of the banks and um, you know, have taken advantage of the trust mm. that we have with them. Um, like my mother, who is 87 years mm-hmm. old, woman who want to go to the Momo Prita or want to do a transaction, she may not be able to do herself. We trust a uh, grandson or somebody around to, to mm-hmm. help. And this person and who harvest the data or the credentials of this person. Unfortunately, the, the incident will not happen on that same day. It may wait even three months down the line to then utilize the credentials to this advantage. So education is the name of the game. And as banks, we are doing a lot. Um, should we say we are where we want to be? Nowhere no. close. Mm. But there's a whole lot of work. But we want customers to work with us. Okay. Because a lot of the incidents, we see incidents of some negligence, on the side of the users of financial products. Okay, since we put out this, um, the key question that many customers were asking is, are we safe? We'll get into the questions, but would you answer that, whether we are safe as customers, are we? Well, yes, I can say <laughs> emphatically that uh, we are safe, very safe. Um, if you look at what measures we are putting in, we are really safe. Okay. We want to protect the customer, the resilience of the customer, um, if you like, the uh, risks that are associated with this. But more importantly, to uh, improve the efficacy or the stability of the financial system. That is very, very important to us because all said and done, when uh, um, they all come together to affect the stability, it affects everything in the financial system. Mm. And that is why we do all this. We spend so much as a bank to sensitize the public. Okay. Well, but would this not 
chip away a feather the confidence that people have when it comes to the banking sector? There's no denying that fact that um, as these fraud incidents become more pronounced and the, the rate of growth perhaps accelerate, um, it has the potential of um, affecting people's confidence in the, the use of these platforms when mm-hmm. these incidents are reported. But the good thing is, uh, you know, a whole lot of the financial services um, transactions flow is moving into the digital arena. So as the fraud cases in that area is increasing, we should also be measuring the volume of transactions that are moving onto that platform. So whilst it is, you, you cannot justify any fraud event, but it goes with the volumes that go on a certain platform. And as transactions move gradually onto other alternate forms of banking, I don't know the, um, the last time you visited your bank and had a face-to-face no, interaction. I don't remember. Uh, yes, no, it, but you are transacting. <laughs> yes. So it means... From a are, mobile app. Of course. So as a lot more people are transiting onto these platforms, you will find that um, the incidents where you are finding people with guns coming to your vault to attack you will go down. Okay. But the incidents on the other end, which is the cyber fraud, will also go up. And that is why, as community of banks, we have deepened our interest in that area. Mm-hmm. We are working very actively with Bank of Ghana and also with the Cybersecurity Authority in building awareness in that area, getting people to understand their responsibilities when they decide to transact on these alternative channels. So talk about safety. I can say we are talking about maybe a 0.0005% of the volume of transactions that happen on these platforms. So okay. it is safe to transact. Okay. But we have a duty to make sure that we contribute to the safety of that system that enables us to transact safely. Let's not leave the audience out. Um, let's bring in the questions. Loretta, if we are ready, uh, let's uh, get the first batch of questions um, on this. So Ayako says, how does the Bankers Association of Ghana work with law enforcement agencies to investigate and prosecute banking fraud cases? That's the first one. We have someone also asking, what are the consequences for individuals or organizations found guilty of banking fraud in Ghana? Sam, what advice or best practices can you offer to individuals and businesses to protect themselves from banking fraud? Asay is asking, are there any ongoing research or data analysis efforts conducted by the Bankers Association to identify emerging patterns or vulnerabilities related to banking fraud? And Lovelace also is asking, what proactive measures does the Bank of Ghana have in place to prevent banking fraud and protect customers from mobile money scams? And uh, the very last one for this batch, Sarah, what are some common types of banking fraud and mobile money scams that customers should be aware of? Um, so maybe we should go with uh, from Sarah. I was asking earlier which one may have surprised you the most, but you've given us the broader picture. But maybe you are down there a bit, so you can tell us, are there any tricks and um, you know, trends that we should be aware of starting? Yeah, I mean, basically, this, um, the, we've seen an upsurge in social engineering fraud, um, mm-hmm. fraud where people are able to use um, psychology to... To okay. beat our understanding of the financial system, um, they will send something and 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 uh, behave to be people they are not. Uh, an email will come as though it's coming from a bank, mm-hmm. but behind there is no bank. It's somebody sitting on his bed and behaving like a bank that you know. So people should be aware. And how you see um, this sometimes you just have to be a little bit of um, have an inquisitive mind okay. to, to understand because before they target you, particularly these. Uh, phishing or email frauds that we are seeing um, in the system. Uh, by the time they say uh, from bank A and you just click on the email address, you find that there's no bank in that email address. Mm-hmm. Most of these banks have their names in their email address and it's clear. And uh, you just have to go back to maybe a small document that you may have on the bank to just yeah. authenticate the email that is asking you to do A or B. And whenever you have a shred of doubt mm-hmm. about an information somebody is asking you to provide that you feel uncomfortable with, do not go forward. Pick a phone, call your bank, and authenticate. They say trust, but verify. Okay. Whenever you are dealing with a financial services product, trust is important, but always verify. Make sure that the person on the other end is the person you really intend 
deal with so mm. you don't fall victim and also this um, um uh, we all even as educated people as uh, dr france mentioned you can be a professor and mm. be financially illiterate mm -hmm. there are people who as soon as you give them their pin code they pick their diary mm. and the first page pin <laughs> and then you write the pin code there and these diaries we don't keep them wherever we go it is sometimes we leave them on our desk Sometimes you go to church, we leave them on the, on the pew. Sometimes you go to our offices somewhere, we go for a meeting, we live on our seat. Somebody else may have access to this diary. Mm -hmm. They open and they see a pin of this. The next person, the next thing the person is targeting is how do I get access to your debit or credit card? And your wallet, sometimes you go and hang your thing somewhere and the wallet is, is not safe. Sometimes you leave it in our car, we go mm -hmm. to the washing bay, the wallet is in there. First, let's have time. And if they, you are targeted, they have time on you. Mm. So do not slip. That is all I will say. You have to make sure that at all times, these financial products that we keep on ourselves, there are people who are, they are working banks because if you pick their wallet, the number of cards and other banking products, everything is in there. Everything is in there. The wallet is lost. The whole bank is gone. So we need to be very careful how these financial assets are kept, how they are used, and how not to make this sensitive information available to other. The thing is, personal, personal, underlined identification number. number is personal to you. Actually, you are not supposed to share with anybody else. Mm, even not to, even with the people you no, love. No, like, I mean, the, you know, okay. when it comes to financial matters, to be honest, even between husband and wife, financial matters can become very emotive. It okay. can be a very troubling. So sometimes you never know, and you leave. Uh, this something that the bank has given to you is called PIN, mm. personal identification number. You write in your diary, and then your ATM card is sometimes kept in the pocket of the diary. Mm -hmm. You lose the diary. You have lost the ATM card. You have lost the PIN. Somebody picks the ATM. They even write the number, and then the CVS or number at the back, you are exposed 100%. Okay. Online, um, on, your, on, on any other platform, that um, um, these services okay. are available. Okay, I wish that um, we can take a number of questions. So uh, there was one uh, for the Bank of Ghana from Lovelace, the proactive measures that uh, the Bank of Ghana have put in place to prevent banking fraud and then also protect customers from these mobile money scams. Uh, that was one from Lovelace that we can, we can get into. Well, thank you very much. Before I tackle that directly, mm -hmm. you asked a question about whether uh, the... Uh, confidence in the mm -hmm. banking system mm -hmm. is winning. Mm -hmm. um, let me tie that to that. But, but it's only when we leave customers in the dark, group in the dark, that they don't have anything to rely on to improve their resilience, that you see the, the confidence winning. But so long as we come to platforms like this, so long as we reach out to them, so long as we speak in the language that they understand, that they get to know some of the tricks and the intricacies of this, that whips out their confidence. Oh, I see. This is what I have to do. So I think that, no, uh, the confidence is not going down uh -huh. once we're publishing and we're telling them what we are doing, yes, I'm about to, to do, uh -huh. to, to protect them, to improve their resilience, and also to keep the stability of the financial system intact. Now, getting back to uh, mobile money fraud, uh -huh. there are other, other things that they bring in like these uh, cash reversals and things, you are there and somebody tells you that um, you've re received a notification. And uh, the notification actually does not increase the balance in you. But the moment the thing comes and you see a notification, um, you just, uh, another person calls you, then you quickly, oh, he sent some money uh, mm -hmm. in error, so I return it. You return it only to see that. Your money is so you have to check your balance first exactly. once you get exactly. that kind of notification. But more generally, mm -hmm. What we do is that to look at what the, the system is lacking, and that is one thing that um, 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 Mr. Wa has mentioned, mm -hmm. that uh, do you have to leave things out for the fraudsters? So what structures are the institutions, the banks and the SDIs and the MUMO agents are putting in place? Mm -hmm. Now, with, with the um, agents, what uh, program do they have? The fintech and the uh, uh, payment services providers, mm -hmm. what uh, do they have in place to protect their customers? What programs do they have? 
tailored at uh, the agents where we found to be the weak links, you know, towards educating their customers, right? And then we review all of that to see whether they are following through with that. Mm-hmm. Now, what structures do they have in place? How do they prevent the agents? One of them is saying that um, you have the agents harvest, yeah. you know, uh, and data. The data. And then give it to them. So to what extent can we also ensure that these people, some of them do them ignorantly. Some of them do not have any uh, mind, uh, fraudulent mind, but they harvest it ignorantly, ignorantly and they give it out. So when they are sensitized, they get to know the importance of the data that they have. They will not give it out. So sensitization is a key word. You put in multi-factor passwords and things like that. Do you have the OTPs? And do you uh, compromise your password like you mentioned? Or you have personal identification numbers in your head Mm. and, and, and what have you. So these are some of the measures that we think drilling down Apart from talking about the broad things that we do, drilling down to this, we ensure that uh, the, the uh, agents, especially, and the mobile money providers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, put in place okay. uh, to protect, to, or to improve the resilience of, of the, the customers. Maybe I'll actually that in, uh, this one in briefly, because uh, there's this also the concern about punitive measures. Maybe there are no proper sanctions in place from the Bank of Ghana. Once we see you cracking the whip, maybe all of them will fall in line, including Mr. Iwa and then the telcos as well. But it looks like they are not, you are not cracking the whip as you ought to as a BOG. Right, Mr. Wise, yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes, the yeah. no, There's a lot. Uh, to be very frank with you, um, as banks, um, it's not about how much money you lose, but it's even the damage it does to your reputation. Even when you have a case in the courts and the like that. As for Bank of Ghana cranking the whip, um, <laughs> they won't announce it, but every day, you know, we are being kept on our toes okay. every time some as banks you know compliance is our business yeah. so when central bank says this is how you do it and something happens you know we have a duty to report even where it's very uncomfortable as soon as the fraud happens you know in a matter of hours the central bank must know about it yeah. so um that side is being done but as i said we can't stop the fraudsters from doing what they want to do. Okay, but they what do with they the, the, the bank and the banks, but how about the payment service providers? Is it the same? Well, yes, the payment service providers and electronic mm-hmm. money issuers, I mm-hmm. mean, um, we, we regulate them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we ensure that they put in the proper and the right structures. We sometimes pick surveillances on the, on the market, mm-hmm. both on-site and off-site examinations. We have the well-structured system that the customer should also report to once okay. um, there are breaches because uh, it takes the two of them. And um, if you are not satisfied, if you have been shortchanged or mm-hmm. your data has been harvested and uh, been put out there and uh, something has happened, we expect you to report. So we put out okay. all this there. But we ensure that uh, the institutions and these um, electronic money issuers have a broad program for sensitizing whilst we also sensitize generally at that level. And when it comes to sanctions... Are you satisfied with that kind of sensitization that you do at that level? Well, we monitor it and okay. we make sure that um, you, you have the program in place and you follow through. Okay. So some of these things, yes, we make sure you follow through. And um, one thing I must say uh, also is that the products that are churned out there, mm-hmm. before you put out a product by, let's say, payment service or electronic manager or even a bank, mm-hmm. it comes to the Bank of Ghana for approval. And okay. so what we do is that we, we look at various features, in, including consumer protection aspect of it, mm-hmm. the complexity of the product. And more recently, we have what we call the sandbox system that um, we have to look at the, it uh, as your price uh, for a while before it's put out there. So before the product comes out, we have looked at all the difficulties. But of course, you are dealing with human beings. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to controls, Controls can be broken when there's collusion. Controls can be broken when it's uh, top management override. Controls can be broken when you compromise your pings, and, and that is the more important one, that once you compromise that, it goes away, okay. and there is nothing one can do. So that's why the big thing is the sensitization, so that you get to understand what you have to do to protect yourself in, mm. the, in the first place okay. before 
you are protected by the systems and the structures that... So as customers, we have a larger responsibility. Sure. Uh, before we get into the next part, Ayoko had a question also for uh, the bankers. He says, um, as the association, are you working with law enforcement agencies to investigate and prosecute banking fraud cases? Maybe if we have examples, maybe we can... Yes, uh, yes we do. As we speak, uh, working with the um, IGP, we even have a, a committee, a technical committee in place. Um, uh, the banks, um, the, the um, law enforcement agencies, and the telcos mm. forming a consortium of um, more or less like a committee um, to help address some of these frauds that move from platform to platform. You know, you can be on a bank tra- a platform and the fraud happens between a bank and a telco or from a mobile, a, a mobile money financial service provider to um, the banking system. So that this committee is working, and uh, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear from us on a very deep sensitization program that we are putting in place because, as Dr. Franz mentioned, a lot of the work is on people becoming aware okay. and knowing their responsibilities. What can I do? Once I'm using this um, star something, something hash, what duties do I have to perform to ensure that I can perform my transactions safely? Mm. These platforms are fine because before they are released, it goes through a whole lot of scrutiny uh, through the Bank, uh, uh, bank of Ghana, uh, FinTech and Innovation Office or Banking Supervision Office. They, they go through a whole lot of checks to make sure that the products that are coming out are kind of tight. But, <laughs> of course, the fosters are always one step ahead of the developers. And as you are developing, they are looking at how do we break what you have developed. So as banks, we have to also always recalibrate our response, making sure that our response are alive to the new threats. And there are threats that are emerging on a daily basis. And we have to make sure that our systems have the capacity to address or arrest these new and emerging threats that are always coming. And so, we're employing the, more robust the, systems as well. More, okay. The investment that the banks are putting into um, um, cyber crime, you have no idea. And, and um, um, even the central bank working through the this new um, FISOC, uh, the Financial Industry Security Operations Center. Now, the fraud alerts are preempted. We are even getting alerts from the central bank saying, hey, watch this area. Oh, There's something okay. potentially going to happen here. Quickly, the banks you know, are able to uh, introduce a patch to, um, um, to, to resolve this. But as I said, it is a continuous program. You cannot say I have arrived. There is no destination because the fraudsters are always moving. So as they move, we have to make sure that we are always also covering our track as we transition a lot more of our financial products onto these platforms. I don't know if any of you have noticed, but it looks like any time you, you get uh, mobile money, like you get money in your account, that's when you start getting all kinds of messages and all kinds of calls. Is it the case that they know because the money is in your account? Data has been harvested. Okay. And has been given out. Okay. You know, data has been harvested either deliberately or ignorantly okay. given up. Okay. So that's where the sensitization mm-hmm. comes. Okay. All right. Let's get into the next batch um, at this point. Um, we have this one from Nalamli. Uh, what recourse options are available to customers who are falling victim to banking fraud or mobile money scams? How can they seek assistance or file complaints? And then Daniel is asking, does the Bank of Ghana conduct regular awareness campaigns to educate the public about the risks associated with banking fraud and mobile money scams? If so, what are some of the initiatives or these resources available? Um, Dromo is saying there's been some reduction in fraud with the electronic payment system. What could be the factors underpinning this feat? And what is the regulator and other stakeholders doing right? Abrefa says, how would you assess the level of education on some of these fraud cases? Has it helped? And then Solomon says, is the Bankers Association of Ghana actively involved in the development and implementation of new technologies or systems to enhance banking security and reduce fraud risks? Okay, so we'll take the final one for this one. Uh, Which new methods or strategy can we deploy? I cite the usual way of educating through notifications. So um, this is the the next batch um, of questions. So uh, there's been reduction. Maybe uh, we'll talk about the successes that have been chalked. I saw that it's just like a 1% drop off from 2021 to 2022. So what did we do right? What are the factors that are opinion this feat? I'm sure the Bank of Ghana uh, will let us know. Mr. Why you want to take that first? Yeah, of course. Um, 
as I said earlier, reduction is good, mm-hmm. but one fraud is one too many. Yeah. Um, so if one customer is defrauded out of 10 million, it's still um, an incident that should worry us. So whilst we, you know, bask in this um, reduction in the fraud incidents, um, we should be also be careful not to um, relax on the kind of work on the trajectory that we are we are on in terms of the response mechanisms that we want to put in place. Mm. So as banks, we are not resting because um, as it affects one bank, it affects the industry. Um, it's the entire industry that is at risk, and it is our duty to make sure that fraud that happens today does not repeat itself tomorrow, or that happens in one bank does not repeat itself um, in another bank. So every effort is being put on the table to make sure that the incidents are reduced significantly, and both in volume and also in value. Um, I, I don't like to talk about the value because one fraud can be <laughs> can More have, than, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a thousand incidents. So if the, I look at the fraud incidents, the volume, because that is what really tests what mechanism, whether the mechanisms we are putting in place are effective or are, are, are resting. But how does a bank sit for up to one person taking about 1.2 million customers' money over a period? How do you not know? You know, the, 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 of course, um, you know, uh, controls are as effective as Dr. Friend said. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are as effective as the people who are running the controls. So when there is collusion, uh, no controls can break down collusion. But the control says that if you do, I have to check, he has to sign. Mm-hmm. If the three of us are in sync and we want oh. to do something, who is going to check, who is going to review? So uh, when there is collusion... There is very little that controls can do. Mm. When there is management override, okay, this is what you have to do. Whenever you sign, I have to review, and then he has to make sure that the customer gets it. You sign, it doesn't come to me because somebody says that, oh no, skip John and give to Dr. France. What, what, what is the controls doing? So we have to make sure that the entire infrastructure works, and that's why staff sensitization is also critical. Okay. But there are people who are in the middle of fraud, but they don't know they are participants. Oh. You understand? They, they don't benefit financially themselves. So sometimes when you say staff involvement, not all the staff who are involved in these fraudulent activities benefit financially. There are some that have been through negligence because they do not even understand their role within that fraud architecture. Mm. You understand? So somebody has designed a plan, and in the scheme of things, he's part of the scheme. But he doesn't understand exactly what role he's playing in that scheme. And as parents, we have a duty mm. to make sure that these people are aware of their duties, they understand their responsibilities, where people are asking them to act out of the ordinary. There is a recourse mechanism. They can always, you know, raise an alarm to the next person. And we have to create a safe environment where people can feel free to express themselves. And when they feel that there is an overbearing supervisor who is asking them to do things out of the ordinary, then, you know, we can make this happen. It doesn't happen overnight. We are making progress. We are nowhere near where we want to be but work is moving, and I'm sure in the coming you know, uh, weeks, months, and years, we'll continue seeing some level of declines that we'll be very proud of. Okay. And uh, as a community, we'll also wake up one day and say, uh, yes, it's not zero, but where it is, we'll take it as more or less like a mm-hmm. business risk and, and, and we'll manage it. I, I read the fraud report of the UK, and I said, uh, uh, you know, if you look at the... The, the billions of pounds, but the thing is, you look at the billions of pounds in the context of the size of the economy. Yeah. If you look at our fraud losses, we have to also look at it in the context of the size of the banking industry. And that is why, if it, even if it's 52, even if it's 10 million, it is significant enough for us. Look at what 10 million. all put together about 83 million. For a country, yeah. mm. uh, a country Ghana. It's a lot of things that, yes. that money can do, which is going to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. But, Dr. Franz, if a, a bank, uh, in the instance that we see a bank, for instance, this 1.2 million that we're talking about, does anything specific happen to a bank when this level of fraud is detected? Maybe once we know, then we know that uh, we are not left alone. Well, thank you very much. Before I even come to that, mm-hmm. I think one of the... Mm-hmm. Your, your uh, listeners. Or I think it ties in with Nalam Laces and the options available what to customers um, who are falling victim. Yes, um, so um, we, we have three authentication approaches to, to this, um, three approaches to uh, redress to that you, you need to um, 
complain to your bank right. or your institution, the SDI or regulated institution, and where you are not satisfied, then of course you can escalate it to the Bank of Ghana, okay. where we have a structured approach, we have a structured system, we have the call centers, we have two free centers, and we have um, uh, the line and, um, that you can and call and, and so on. And uh, you can also walk in, apart from calling, you can also walk in and, and all that. Mm. But on the specific question of um, what happens, um, somebody has um, uh, made away with so much money, mm-hmm. what the institution should do, generally when there are fraud incidents, um, we expect the institutions, including the banks and SDIs, to report, once fraud, report to the security agencies, report to the central bank, mm-hmm. right, as the incident occurs. And the reason being that once the incident occurs, it can be replicated elsewhere so quickly, before 24 hours, report to the central bank. Then we can put it in the system and alert. If there is a need for us to alert other banks, fortunately they have their associations. And so, mm. But we can also reinforce that. I keep saying that when it comes to risk, risk must be shared quickly. Unlike trade secrets that you will be holding mm-hmm. into your chest that you wouldn't want, that is your trump card you didn't want. When it comes to race, you have to quickly share it because it can come by to bite you. And it- Whether you're doing a dance to your favorite artist in the office parking lot, or being guided into Warrior One in the break room before your shift, whether you're running on your Peloton tread at your mom's house while she watches the baby, or counting your breaths on the subway. Inhaling and long exhaling. Peloton is for all of us, wherever we are, whenever we need it. Download the free Peloton app today. Peloton app available through free tier or paid subscription starting at $12.99 per month. It can affect the whole system and the stability of the system. So report to us, report to the security agencies because it's fraud. Then we can also, at the end of the day or the month, collate all the fraud cases and report to us. We will put it together and see. Once it is investigated and the person is found culpable, then that is it. And if we also see that there are weak links, in other words, your controls are weak or you didn't strengthen your controls, or you compromise, any of your staff compromise controls and so on and so forth, then we can also be at you. If there are sanctions, sanctions will be applied to you for compromising the system. Mind you, one institution collapsing can collapse the whole financial system. So we seek to protect the financial system, and this is what we do by protecting the financial system. the fraudsters or the scammers, are they getting more sophisticated than the system, you say? Both ways. Both ways? Okay. Yes. I, like you <laughs> said, massive. when it comes to um, financial engineering, mm-hmm. it's, always, it's like the thief is always ahead of the policeman. He's crafting ways. He's sitting down. Somebody is sitting in the comfort of his room. Now with the uh, help or the aid of artificial intelligence, they are able to learn so fast and get to the system, get to areas that you might not know. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's a shit, that is, he's a professional, you know, trying to hack into systems and see how to unravel. You mm-hmm. are protecting, you are putting, you know, and all that, but he gets ahead of you. But you should ensure that once this thing comes, it shouldn't be one too many. He's mm-hmm. bad, then you, you, you are managed to block it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, and that is why we've all come together. So we don't leave them to individuals. Mm. We don't leave the banks alone. The banks must form their association. They must form their groups. And uh, we also have to put the necessary prices. So those, the stakeholders, must get to understand. Like he mentioned, the committees that they have. We also have committee of bankers and uh, the co club, you know. And so these are security agencies, the banks, the, those who are to prosecute, who are to uh, do the investigation, uh, to get together, to get to understand the system. Mm. So they arrive from information gathering through to investigation and through to prosecution and even confiscation when the assets are found and when the uh, cases are determined, we get to, you know, get mm. this. But I want to come to the area of staff. Mm-hmm. You, know, you mentioned earlier when in your intro yeah. that... Um, what, what we do as a bank is that to, in a small way, but this goes beyond um, the Bank of Ghana and even the, 
the, the, the banks themselves. You see, you, you get people from society. So where things which ordinarily would, be, ordinarily would be frowned on in other regimes, and here it is found acceptable, mm-hmm. then you see that the ethical and the moral fiber of society is, of the population is weak. Mm-hmm. And you are sifting through staff from these people. So relatively, the staff that you have, they have some weak moral, and so it is orientation that will get them, and punitive measures that will get them. Because if you pick somebody who thinks that ordinarily, if I pick something, it's acceptable. In our regime, in other regimes, it's frowned on. You know, so we, we need as a nation to improve the ethical standards and the moral standards of, of the nation because these are the people we are employing these people from the station, from, from the nation. We have what we call engage and disengage so that we will have banks reporting people with dubious character who have taken advantage of the system, stolen one money or the other, you know, into our system. So we, we had a database. This may be a small database. We should have a bigger one that will bring out some of these things. And we should go at it as a nation. You, you understand? Otherwise, you are getting all these people from the system. You are dealing with human beings. You don't know what is in his head, right? So you need to get morally upright people in society to employ from. You do your best to check their background and all that. But if the population that you are getting this subject from is weak... No one's quick money. You still have some <laughs> weak, weak uh, subset of the okay. population to deal with in the first place. Okay. Well, the advent of AI also, unfortunately, we should be wrapping up. And I'm sure that um, this is an issue that we'll get to tackle again as part of education and sensitization. But AI coming into force and um, people also asking about new technologies or systems, maybe in wrapping up. I'll take that from you, then I take the final word from Dr. Fans as well. Yeah. Um, um, we, see, we should see AI as a positive development, as banks. Uh, we should be able to preempt customer needs, and okay. AI is one tool that can help us to say MFR is someone who does this transaction at this mm-hmm. time of the year, blah, 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 blah. What product can we offer to, to her that makes it mm-hmm. more attractive to her? So it's, it's positive. But we should know that AI is not being deployed only by um, the financial system. It's also being deployed by the people who want to break down yeah, the, the financial system. system. So once they have access to the infrastructure, and, and these days, these fraudsters, they are not your kind of thieves that the picture you have as a, a thief Love. in your mind, a jewel, <laughs> in your mind. There are people in suits, there are people in offices, wow. and they are more savvy on the computer than you do, and whose interest is in breaking down the barriers you have set. Mm-hmm. So as banks, we set a lot of barriers. We are working for our customers, we are setting up more barriers. Okay. Their duty is easier to break than to make. Mm-hmm. So their duty is, how do I break this barrier? So no matter what infrastructure you put in place, mm-hmm. they are doing everything to jump over okay. the wall to, okay. to, 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 to push you to a point where um, your financial infrastructure is broken down. So as banks, um, we, 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 we take our compliance very seriously, yeah. and we want the customers to also take, take their responsibility, responsibility making sure that they keep their financial okay. assets. Dr. France, I'll give you the final word on this. At least uh, people think that the BOG is not accessible for us to come to you and complain amongst others. So in wrapping up, um, let's um, tell... Well, well, thank you very much. I subscribe strongly to um, Mr. West's uh, submissions. Mm -hmm. But let me say that, like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. we we have the structures in place. Our doors are open. open. You can call. We have the various channels. We have... You can call. You can send emails. Um, complaints.office at bog.gov.gh okay. the mails will come okay. call, we have two free numbers we have a call center that uh, you can walk in, you can call it will be recorded, it's 24 hour service, okay. when you call it will be recorded, if there is nobody you can have um, responses to you, even midnight then mm. it will be recorded okay. staff come during the day they will disseminate them, for, they, will, they will analyze the information and give it back Okay. And then get back to you. So call at our offices. Use all the channels. Use the tool free call. Use the uh, emails. Call and they will attend to you. Okay. We are there for you. Our interest is the stability, the resilience of the consumer and the stability of the financial. And that's the head of financial stability, Bank of Ghana, uh, Dr. Joseph Franz, and then also uh, Mr. Johnny Wa, uh, who is also the CEO 
of the, the Ghana Association of Banks. We are grateful for your time here on the program. And our doors are always open uh, to you uh, so that we can educate our audience. And happy Father's Day once again to you and to you out there. There's more when you log on to myjournalline.com. For our radio audience, A Walk of Jesus is up next. Here is Prime Take. I'm MF Apple. Have a good evening. The new exciting football channel is now available only on HD Plus and brings you football from around the world. Watch Sadio Mane and Daniel Kufitre in the top weekly match of the Bundesliga 1 and DFB Cup, Premier Liga, Copa de la Liga Profesional, C. Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League, as well as daily sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely Feely on HD Plus Channel 151. HD Plus, the Feely Feely Experience. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused... Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. On air. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, Download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused oh no! We are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM. Live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. On air. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. A former footballer, a former referee, a civil servant, a coach, a mother. Wow. Are there people in this world who are able to combine all these and write their names in the history of Ghanaian football? It is quite rare. But one person who has been able to do it incredibly well is Madam Mercy Tegokwaku. The bigger question everyone is asking is, how was she able to rise all the way from playing football? At the 1999 um, Women's World Cup, 
officiated. Was that a 2007 Women's World Cup? One of the rare female FIFA referees that we've had in this country. Now she is a coach. Now she is also a civil servant within the fire service. Merci de My guest here, on Pantic. Madam, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm good. And you? Oh, I'm also doing good. Thank good. Um, but what was your, your upbringing like? Um, thank you for having me once again. Um, I am Mesite Gukwaku, uh, from a family of uh, seven siblings. Uh, coincidentally, I'm the last born. Oh, wow. And Two last born, I have a good yeah. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wednesday born to you. Um, my father was also a civil servant. Likewise, my mom. Um, I was brought